0: Learn how to build your faith in God's Word And live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time As you'll listen to the Senior Pastor Davis Christmas Center Pastor King Shliokunquo And expect God's Word to work for you Come on, give somebody a warm handshake This morning, shake them Welcome them to church Glory to God Alright Praise God I can't hear you. Praise the Lord. Alright, we had a great time in the marriage conference yesterday. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, I want to give you guys a quick clip of it. Alright, if you're a married person and you didn't come, we don't know what to tell you. But you have to start investing in your marriage. Okay? You have to start to do that. Hallelujah. Uh, don't be too busy that you can't invest in your marriage. Alright, so, we we'll, Wrap up, uh, the teaching on winning, uh, this Sunday, praise God, because next Sunday I'm having a friend of mine all the way from London to preach in the house, hallelujah. Some of you know him, he has been here before, Pastor Jerome Annaque is going to be in the house, he's a pastor in London, and, um, he has been here before he has preached for us for a great man of God, so he's going to be the house next Sunday, so it's a special service, make sure you invite somebody, and, uh, Make sure you come expectant. How many are ready to continue winning throughout this year? Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me tell your neighbor, you are a winner. Because you are born of God. Alright, so that's the first thing we established. We said that because we are born of God, we are winners. He said, whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. Whosoever or whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world so we are not fighting for victory we are fighting from victory because the person that born us is the only one that defines us the person that born you is the one that determines your limitation and your capabilities an eagle will fly because it was given to by an eagle and a tortoise will crawl because of who gave birth to him no amount of flying school will make a tortoise fly. The only way to make a tortoise fly is to burn it again by an ego this time. Are you here somebody? So whoever burn you defines you. That's why we needed to become born again because the first burning brought too many limitations. So now we are born of God, so we have the capacities that God has. It is That's why the Bible says we are partakers of his divine nature. We now have his nature. Hallelujah. So, it's natural for you to win because you are born from a winner. A winner gave birth to you. Or has God ever lost a battle? If God has never lost a battle, then you too can walk in the, in, in, in the power of God. In the character of God. That's what he wants. Whether it's winning over your enemies or winning over a habit, you have the capacity to win. And I decree that in this season, your winning will start in the name of Jesus. Amen. Places you have been defeated before you will start enjoying victory. Amen. The second thing we looked at, we said, brag on God. Brag on God because every battle you face is not really you they are fighting. is your God. Are you here, somebody? For every believer in a battle is never about you. You are too small to be the bone of contention. It is your destiny after. It is the person backing you after. That's why in First Samuel 17 from verse 45, when David and Goliath had the exchange, the Bible said Goliath cursed David by his gods. It was not a physical battle. It was first a spiritual battle. Many go through life thinking everything is physical. Listen, the physical is controlled by the spiritual. Are you here, somebody? You can alter your physical results by altering things in the spirit. It's biblical. So, David and Goliath were fighting a physical battle, but actually it was a spiritual battle. And they were both invoking spiritual forces. The Bible said Goliath cursed David by his gods. DJ, I thought you would show the scripture. He Said, and the Philistine said unto David, Am I dog that thou comest to me with staff of I said, and the Philistine cursed David by his gods? Then David too replied, Thank God David had spiritual understanding. He didn't just go there and say, Let's fight. David said, You come to me with a spear and with a sword. He said, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. It was a spiritual battle, sir. It was a spiritual battle. Everything you face. It's is, is, is first spiritual before it manifests physical. So you need to learn how to tackle things in the spirit. Brag on your God. That's why Nebuchadnezzar told those boys, if you don't worship this idol, I will throw you into the fire. And he said, and I will see the God that will deliver you out of my hands. It was a challenge on their God. And they said, our God will deliver us. Hallelujah. You should be bragging that God will see me through. You should be bragging that God will do it. You should be bragging that before this year is over, I will see the hand of God like I've never seen it. Are you here, somebody? Somebody say, ah, I want to wait to see if it happens before I say it. No, 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 you need to say it before it happens. Brag on your God. What is God going to do for you? Say it. Those three boys said, our God will deliver us. Our God will what? Deliver us. So brag on your God. Decree it. Don't be shy. Don't be saying I don't want. To, yeah, I don't want to be ashamed. No, 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 no. God likes to be introduced. Are you here, somebody? They don't. They, they don't call a heavyweight champion uh, lightly. As in, there's a boxing going ring uh, fight going on. You want to introduce champion? Just say, welcome the champion. Is that how they do, how they do it? They say, ladies and gentlemen, in the red corner. Are you hearing music? Am I correct? Gun bang bang bang. Bang bang bang. In the red corner. They will not be mentioning the guy's names. John the destroyer. You understand? <laughs> his name is John Bell, but they say John the Destroyer. Bell. He too, he had will shake. They will not be giving his his his, his history. Say thirty eight fights. Lost none. Drawn on. He would do like this. <laughs> See, it's me they are talking about. See, when you brag on God, that's what God is doing in heaven. God is saying, I'm going to kill somebody today. I'm going to mess somebody up today. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's what he's doing. He's shaking in his seat. Because the Bible says, God inhabits the praises of his people. He comes down to whatever he's praised. That's what praise is. You are introducing God to people that don't know him. You are introducing him. They are in the red corner. <laughs> this is God the destroyer, Jehovah. He is coming. 30 billion fight. Lost none. Drawn on. All knockouts. <laughs> Hallelujah. All knockouts. All his enemies has been put under his foot. No one survived. He didn't just knock them out. of. For, he, he, he destroyed them totally. None of them are alive. That's why Baal didn't show up. Elijah came and said, The God that ran by fire. Let him be God. Ah. Raw fire. Elijah didn't ask God that you have fire. He just bragged on God. He knows God will back him up. Are you here, somebody? He knows God will not deny himself. You need to go back home and brag on God. The next time they wake, your parents wake up at midnight and say, Why are you not married? Tell them this year, you will get good news. Are you here, Somebody? Say it with confidence. Say, God will do it this year. Next time they ask you, how come you don't have a job yet? Tell them, God is packaging my dream job. And in the next few months, you guys will see it. He said, enjoy me now that you have me. Because once my job starts, I'll be traveling around the world. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say it with confidence. They say, what if it doesn't happen? God never denies himself. He never denies Him his name. Because it's not about you, it's about him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's what Elijah said. Elijah didn't consult God and say, God, do you still have fire? Is it okay to say you will do bring fire? Because I don't know what you have, what and what you don't have. He didn't do that. He just gathered everybody. Say, prophets of Ba, you two come. Everybody come. He said, the God that answered by fire, let him be God. He didn't ask God, God, can you answer? He didn't ask God. God answered by fire, let him be God. Ah. Promise of Baal. They had never seen their God bring fire before. They call him Baal, Baal, Baal. And he they were, they were on hear another line. The co-subscriber is not available at the moment. Please don't try again later. <laughs> the Elijah told them, Shout, shout. Maybe he went on a journey. Maybe he traveled, he can't hear you. Shout, he's busy. Shout is them. Those people shout and shout. They began to cut themselves. Baal say, you know, go better for now fire. I've never seen fire before. He called him in to call fire down. Baal didn't show up. He didn't want to die. He didn't show up. Hallelujah. And of course, when they called on God, hallelujah, fire came from heaven. Raw fire. Not the Holy Ghost fire we call nowadays. Raw one, real one came from heaven because God always backs up his name. Whenever he's bragged upon, he shows up. Be be bold to declare what God will do this year for you. Don't be Don't let anybody say, I don't know what if it doesn't happen. It will happen. Everybody that says, if I perish, I perish, they never perished. They never perished. Put God's name on the line. It's not your name. It's his name. Say, he never denies himself. Are you here, somebody? Decree the things that will happen in your life before you are 40. Decree the things that will happen before you are... Say it boldly. If, bragging is only bad if you brag on yourself. When you brag on God, bragging is allowed. He likes it. My God will deliver us. Hallelujah. They told the king, oh king, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. Can you imagine that? This is somebody that was throwing inside fire. Say, oh king, we don't care to answer you in this matter. Say, our God, he will deliver us. Even if he doesn't deliver us, it doesn't change anything. We still love him. We still like him. We still praise him. We still believe in him. Don't be that kind of believer that uh, because you witness small delay, you just say, I'm not serving God again. I'm not going to church again. I'm not. That means you never knew him. You never knew him. It was a conditional thing for you. You are using his works to judge him. We use him to judge his works. Are you here, somebody? It is him we trust. Don't care what's happening. Those boys say, we're not careful to answer you in this matter. He will deliver us. But even if he doesn't deliver us, doesn't change anything. He's still the almighty God. Are you here, somebody? If I perish, I perish. But nobody ever perishes when they trust in God. Are you here, somebody? See, if you trust him, your face will never be ashamed. I decree anything that has caused you shame in time past. God will wipe it away in the name of Jesus. That issue of shame will turn to an issue of praise. In the name of Jesus. The thing that people used to mock you, they will come back and use it to praise you. They will come and celebrate with you. In the name of Jesus. And today we're going to round it up by saying build on God. Build on God. So number one, you must be born of God. Number two, you must brag on God. Number three, build on God. Build on God. You can't brag on a God you don't know. So you must build a relationship with God. You must build your life on God. That's why the economy shakes many people. Because they were building their life on the economy. They are building their life on their job. They are building their life on their spouse. No, all these things can fail. Build on God that can never fail. In Matthew 7, he said, Who will I liken to a wise man? Is he that, that, that hears this saying of mine and doeth them? He is like a man that built his house upon the rock. He said, when the rain comes. He didn't say, if the rain comes. He said, when? Because rain will always come. He would say when the storm comes. He didn't say, if the storm comes. He said, when the storm Because the storm will always come. As long as we're on this earth, there will always be seasons. Are you here, somebody? As long as, as we're here, now it's raining outside. Nobody planned that, but it's just going to happen because it's the season. As long as you're on the earth, there will be seasons. Seasons in your marriage, seasons in your business, season in the country. But you see, if you are building on God, it supersedes the season. You are able to pull through any season and come out strong. He said, I will liken this man to a wise man. It's like a man that built his house upon the rock. He said, When the storm came, when the wind came, when the rains came, he said, and it beat upon that house. Look at this. And it descended, and the floods came. Flood even joined. And the winds blew. He said, and it beat upon that house. And it what? Fell not. Why? Because it was founded upon the rock. It was founded upon the rock. But he said the other guy that doesn't follow God's word he says like a foolish man. He built his house on the government. (laughs) Ah, ah. We have two major political parties. We have seen what the best they can do. I don't think anybody is waiting for anything again to come from anywhere. They have shown us their best hand. We cannot trust the hand of God. That's the only real hand we have. We have seen, they have tried. Two of them have tried. (laughs) We greet them, they have tried. If you were putting faith there before, forget it. Forget it. They have nothing to give you. Nothing to do for you. Except increase your tax. (laughs) <laughs> when I see creativity, they are bringing I just laughing. these are the people around help us. this ones, all they are is stacks, nothing again, no creativity, nothing. Say, foolish man he built his house upon the sand, say when the storms came, when the rain came and beat upon that house, he said uh, um, all those things fell down, the house fell down because it was built upon the sand. Somebody gets in this. So build your house, build your life on God. You must build on a relationship with God. That was Daniel's secret. Daniel said, those that know their God, they will be strong and they will do what? Exploit. Those that know their God. You can't brag on a God you don't know. And if you are born of a God you don't know, then you still don't know your capabilities. Is when you know your God and you know that you are born of Him, then you understand what that means. If somebody get what I'm saying? When Jesus said He was born of God, they wanted to stone Him because they understood what He was saying. I don't know if somebody gets what I'm saying. When Jesus said it, they wanted to stone Him because they understood that if He's saying He's born of God, He's saying He has God's power, and which is true, but they couldn't take it. So you must know God to be both fully. Enjoy being born of God, then you must know God to brag on God because you can 't brag on a God you don 't know, so you have to know God. you must build on your own relationship with God. Nothing can super super, super so i mean i mean surpass so, so, so that you need to you need to build that your own personal relationship with God. you must build it, nothing takes that place so those that know their God, many people know about God they don 't know God. It's such a shame. You can't even say you are a Christian. And you don't know God. That The whole idea. Christianity is not a religion. It is a relationship. So if there is no relationship. The whole thing is wasted. I don't know if someone gets what I am saying. It's not a religion. No, no, no. Jesus didn't come and die to give us another religion. There were many religions before Jesus came. He came to give us a relationship. See as many as received him. To them gave he the power to become what? Sons of God. It's not religion. He gave us the capacity now to become God's children. It's a different thing. Before that time, and even till today, all other religions can never claim to be God's children. They don't. They don't even claim it. And if you're getting what I'm saying. Because some we who say Christianity, we're all in the same religion. That means you're, you're, you've never been truly saved. you never understood what it means to be saved. And you've not been well-discipled. If you've ever attended a good church where you are discipled, you understand that. You can't say we're all in the same religion. We're not. We're just not. Because before Jesus died, there were religions. There was Islam, there was Buddha, there were all, all kinds of strange ones that we didn't know about. Strange ones. There were many religions. But when Jesus came, what he came to do was to now upgrade... Us from just being God's people to being God's children. There's nothing like it. No other religion will tell you. Buddha worship Buddha can't say they are Buddha's children. They are not. I don't know if you're what I'm saying. Muslims can never tell you that they are Allah's children. They are not. It's only in Christianity that because of Christ, we are now children of God and we are asked to pray our Father. You don't understand. <laughs> Our father. So it was a relationship. As many as received him. I think that's John one twelve or something. DJ, find it. As many as received him. Look at this. But as many as what? Received him. To them gave he the ability. That's what the power of them is. He gave them the ability to become what? Sons of God. Sons of God means you are like God. Because a goat can't give birth to camel. Am I talking? So, there's no other religion that tells you you are not divine partakers of God's nature. Nobody can tell you that they are, they are joking. Those are religions. We're not in a religion. We're in a relationship. We're not begging our father. You've never seen anywhere in scripture you are told to beg God. He's your father. I have three children in my house. None of them are ever begging for their rent. They've never begged and I'll knock them when I get home. Just for the... <laughs> They've never None have begged for their food, sir. They sleep and wake up knowing that their father is providing. Somebody get what I'm saying? They have never begged. They never begged for their school fees. They don't even know about it. <laughs> they don't know the amount. They have never asked. These boys, I, I will, I'm angry with them now. They've never asked that how much is my school fees? They never asked. They never thought about how they would get to school any day. They sleep and wake up knowing that I will sort it out. So it's a new level of relationship. And you see, many never draw from the virtues of it because they are never exposed to it. They don't know God for themselves, they only know about God. There's a difference between knowing about God and knowing God. It's a big difference. If I ask all of you here, how many of you know Donald Trump? Everybody will say, we know him. But that's not true. You don't know him. You only know about him. The only thing you know about him is what they say in the news. Are you here, somebody? That's not knowing him. So if all you do is that all you know about God is what I preach, if that's all you know about God, you don't yet know him. Oh, You don't yet know him. What we do in church is talk about God. To know him, you need to spend time with him yourself. I can't do that one for you. Because the aspect he wants to reveal to you per time might be different from the one he wants to reveal to me. God is many-sided. Is somebody gets what I'm saying. All the names of God you see in the Old Testament were sides he revealed to particular people. So to Abraham, he saw Jehovah Jireh. Because God provided supernaturally... At a time when it wasn't normal for him to have provision. If somebody get what I'm saying? So, Abraham saw him as Jehovah Jireh. That, that, that's Abraham's personal revelation of God. And throughout scripture, they gave him different names. Whenever he showed up in different aspects. So, you need to also know God like that. you know, Because there are aspects he wants to reveal to you. My wife, now, she knows all scriptures that has to do with childbearing. Me, I don't know more than one or two. Are you here, somebody? Because she had delay in childbirth, so she had to go into scriptures. At the beginning, she was not in faith. She was still looking for doctors, many things. And I told her, when you are in faith, I will know. She was like, ah, am I not in faith? I said, I will know when you are in faith. Because as, as spiritual people we can know when you are in faith. Or when you are just hustling. When you are just complaining. We can know. If you are still praying and crying, you are not yet ready. When you are ready, when you know who you are talking to, see the Bible, they say, Anna, when Anna prayed in faith, before that time she was crying. But when she prayed in faith, the Bible says she, her countenance changed and she went to eat. She had not gotten the child though physically, but she knows it was settled. She was no longer sad. If you are still depressed, you are not in faith. When you are in faith, you will be full of joy. Even though you have not physically received the thing you pray for, you know it is settled. Because you know who, who has promised that is done. Somebody get what I'm saying. And she went, my wife went into the word of God. And she, she began to write out all scriptures. And she and God went into a journey. God began to reveal himself in the area of childbirth. You see, and when, when you go through some things and you really encounter God, you don't only come out for yourself. You come out with revelation that will help other people. That's how you know. You are unemployed. When you go into that journey of unemployment and God brings you out prosperous, you will, you will not only prosper for yourself, you will start a ministry or a fellowship to help other people in that area because you would have known too much to, for, for you to believe you. I don't know if somebody's getting what I'm saying. So my wife now has a ministry for people waiting on the Lord and many, many, many testimonies every week, every other week, people, many, people getting pregnant. We landed at the airport some weeks ago and somebody just ran to her and said, Remember this baby? She said no. He said, You prayed for me many times many, um, some months ago, and this is the baby at the airport. Do you understand? So her own situation took her into a journey, and that journey battered the ministry. So now she has had enough children. We are doing our best not to have any other one. <laughs> it's a lot of work <laughs> to see to it. But now many more people are tapping into that wealth of revelation that she gathered where she was in her own situation. Are you here, somebody? You need to know God for yourself. Not at that time, you won't be giving a reported speech. You won't be saying my pastor said. You'll be saying God said. Because you have known him, he told you. You know him for yourself. But you are still giving a reported speech, they will doubt you. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. If 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 somebody comes here now and says, My friend told me that his friend told him, that his uncle told her. That the president said something. You know, of us like, hmm, mm. But if the guy said, the president told me himself yesterday now. Nah. That's a new level of confidence. Am I talking? That's how it is when you are in prayer. All you know is what pastor said. All you know is what somebody said on the internet. You have never gone on a journey, on a study, on certain issues in your life. Then you don't yet know him. You need to know him for yourself. You need to know him for yourself. No church service can replace that. No prayer meeting can replace that. You need to know him for yourself. A personal revelation of him. You can't brag on a God you don't know. A personal revelation of him. A personal revelation of him. A personal what? revelation? When you know him, you can brag on him. When you know him, you can be confident in him. When you know him, you can even predict what he's going to do. You have walked with him. You have you have encountered him for yourself. That's the only way to do exploits. Those that know their God. That particular scripture is not talking about knowing about God. It's talking about knowing God. It's an experiential knowledge of God. A personal experiential knowledge of God. If I ask all of you, do you know my wife? All of you will say yes, but you don't really know her. Many of you know about her. You have never lived with her. You have never talked to her. You have never had a long conversation with her. I live with her every day. So when I say I know her, it's a different level. Are you here, somebody? You must know your God. You will build that relationship. How do you do it? very simple. Personal study time. You must read your Bible yourself. No amount of messages can help you this one. You have to read certain topics, certain stories, certain journeys. You go on it scripturally yourself. That's why Satan fights your schedule, fights your focus. Once you want to read Bible, you are distracted. Once you want to browse the internet, everything is working. He is very particular about distracting you. Anybody having issue with sleep, very simple, read your Bible. Just say it out loud for Satan to hear that. Every night I will read three chapters. You will be sleeping every night. Every night, even night 3am, you are already sleeping. From 7am, 3pm, you are asleep. Just make a decree. That from today, every night I will read three chapters of the Bible to Jesus come. You will see that you will finish one chapter. Satan will fight knowledge of God. He will fight it to the last. Hallelujah. Just try it. Try it. Personal time of study. Don't be too busy. That you can't read God's word. Let's see John chapter 15. John chapter 15. Glory to God. It says, I am the true vine. I'm reading from verse 1. And my father is the gardener. I'm reading NIV, I think. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. So that it will even be more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. I like verse 4. He said, remain in me as I also remain in you. He said, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. said, so I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. nothing. You see this. Say, so if you remain in me and I remain in you, how do you remain in him is by prayer. I'll talk about that. How does he remain in you is by the word. When you study the word of God and meditate on it, that's God's word inside you. That's how God remains in you. By the word you put in yourself. It says, verse 6, if you do not remain in me, said you are like a branch that is thrown away and with us, such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. Said if you remain in me and my words remain in you, said do what? Ask whatever you wish. And it will be what? Done for you. Because you'll be so full of faith. You'll be so full of faith. It says, um, This is to my Father's glory and all that, all that. you That you bear much fruit. Showing yourselves to be what? My disciples. When it comes to bearing fruits, it goes from having results in your life to having a good Christian character to having um, um, fruits in terms of winning souls. There are many things that are regarded as fruits in scripture. And they said the way to bear fruit, whether it's in your Christian character, because there are some people that have been born again for many years. They are still alcoholics. They are still cigarette smokers. They are still night clubbers. Your, your, your Christian life is not bearing fruit. You are just a churchgoer. No fruit of your Christianity. No fruit of, of, of holiness. No fruit of righteousness. In fact, your unbeliever friends are still your close friends. No fruit. Or you were broke many years ago. You are now born again many years after. You are still broke. No fruit. Of the of the blessing of the Lord upon your life. That's still bad. Oh, you have been born again forever. You have never led anybody to Christ. No fruits of the kingdom. Because when you get to heaven, that fruit will matter. The fruit of prosperity will only matter here. In heaven, it doesn't matter. It's the fruit of soul winning that will matter in heaven. You have never led anybody to Christ. You have never invited anybody to, 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 to church. Nobody has been inspired spiritually by your life. No fruits. They said the reason is simple, because you have not built your life on God. No relationship with God. He is You are not in him, and he is not in you. So how do I put him in me? Studying the word. You must start reading your Bible and, and start knowing God for yourself. So reading your Bible is number one. Number two is spending time in prayer. You must have a dedicated and a devoted Prayer life, not family devotional. This is your own personal time of prayer. It can be 30 minutes in a day, it can be even 10 minutes you can start with if that's what you want to start with. But you must have specific dedicated devoted time of personal prayer because you can't know somebody if you don't talk to them you can't know them if you don't talk to them and not just talking to them in a crowd you must talk to them one-on-one if somebody's going to share serious secrets with you both of you need to have some alone time am i correct in fact if the person didn't even plan to tell you secrets if you constantly spend alone time with people after a while they will start opening up to you it's just natural and that's how the things of God are. You, you, God has never spoken to you about your life before. I want to tell you, probably I've never spent time with him. And the interesting thing about God is that he knows a lot about your life. But if you never spend time with him, he will never tell you. Because he's not a forceful God. He's not going to hijack you. It's a relationship. Are you here, somebody? So you are the one that needs to make time for that personal devotion and prayer time. So make the time. And you have the time. Because if you check your whole life in a day, there are many aspects of your life that is a waste of time. Maybe you're on Instagram. Maybe you're chatting away. Maybe you're watching movies. You need to know that if you watch these movies 20 years in your life, it will add nothing. It will add nothing. Some people, you know some people, they, they must watch the rainy movie. It will print them. The new movie is out. They have never released it officially in cinema. But you have gone to where you buy fake, uh, pirated, this thing. Because it's a, it's a mandate from heaven, your soul. That you must be the first in your village to watch it. <laughs> And nobody's giving you a word. You are just wasting your life. I must watch it. All the series, I've never missed anyone. Have you seen people like that? This series I've been watching since 1982. I have not missed one. Thank you, serial time waster. Thank you. Waste of time. There are a lot of things you are committed to that you have no business being committed to. Are you here, somebody? I like football. But if I have something serious to do, I will not I won't watch my match. It doesn't, I'm not, they, they, don't, they don't know me. Okay, they know me, but they don't pay me. <laughs> I'm a registered fan with Man City. They send me bad day greeting every year. And all those things. So it's good. That they know me, but it doesn't mean anything. Do you understand? It's their own work they are doing. Being fan is not work. I have work. I don't know if you're what I'm saying. Some of us are committed to things we have no business being committed to. I will never miss it. Don't want to miss it. My brother, miss it. They will go on without you. Glory to God. That time. So, you have the time. Make out the time to spend with God. Make out that time to spend with God. Hallelujah. Make out that time. In prayer and in the word of God. How do I study the word of God you can, there are many dimensions. You can read from beginning to the end. You can pick a particular book of the Bible you like. Or you can pick a particular topic you're interested in and get a study plan. There's you version There are many other things. Any of our leaders can put you through. So you go through a particular study plan. But it must be systematic. Don't just wake up in the by, anytime you like, open anywhere you, you open. and just be reading. Uh, is your background in uh, magic that is disturbing you? It's not. It's good for you to be systematic so that you can be growing. I know, yes, at the beginning of your Christian life, you can be doing all those things. But as you grow, you need, you need healthy food. Do you understand? You need a healthy, balanced diet. When you are, you're just starting you can eat anything you like, but as you grow, you need to be more deliberate about what you eat. Praise God. Alright? Then in prayer, pray any time you can find. Let it be scheduled if it's possible. So if you're a morning person, pray first in the morning. If you're a night person, pray in the night. I've always been more a night person than a morning person. So right from when I was a new Christian, most of my prayers have been in the night. I'm more awake at night. I'm not awake in the morning. Don't tell me anything important in the morning because I'm not even hearing you. Because I I usually stay up late. So I wake up late. So by 8 o'clock, I'm sitting there. I don't even know myself. So, from when I was a young Christian, my best prayer times have always been the night. Praise God. So, find the time that you can have the time. If it's early, if it's late. If if your schedule is very tight now, morning and night, then you must be sleeping early. You must forfeit something. You must forfeit something. The TV you are watching, it's not adding anything to you. And thank God today, you can even watch anything you want to catch up on on your phone. Later, as you are in the traffic or whatever else. So, schedule your time. Put some wisdom to it. Some of you, your best prayer time can be when you are driving to work. Maybe you drive alone in your car. Or even if you are in a bus, you can pray under your breath and do your devotion there. That's the beauty of praying the Holy Ghost. You can just be under your breath. In the bus. So that one hour traffic, other people will be complaining about. You are using it usefully. There was a time I used to like traffic because I can listen to messages. A full message before I get to where I'm going. I'm depositing my spirit. Instead of just driving alone and complaining and listening to gossip and listening to everything that doesn't concern you or listen to the news. Because they never have good news. Not had one good news in years. Somebody gets what I'm saying. Never had one good news. <coughs> never had one. So make the most of the time make the most of the purposes um, singing to yourselves in psalms hymns and spiritual songs giving thanks so you can be on your way and just be in the worship because your prayer times are made up of a time of of singing and worship and and praise and thanks ephesians 5 guys he said singing to yourselves in psalms hymns and spiritual songs because somebody said oh pastor i can't i can't pray long prayer is not telling god your problems that's not what prayer is prayer is a time of fellowshipping with god anybody you always tell your problem cannot be your friend Every day you, you call them, is a problem. After a while, they start dodging your call. They know what you want to say. It's how you want to beg money. How many of you have people like that in your life? Once you see their name, they're the one calling you, dodge. You don't pick the call. And any number that calls you again that you don't know, later after that, you know it's them. <laughs> so you still don't pick it. Still don't pick. <laughs> yeah. Did you let's read that? It says, speaking to yourselves. In what psalms, hymns, and what spiritual songs? Not all songs are spiritual. Some of you, you know you know all the canal songs. You know all the worldly songs, but you don't know spiritual songs. Songs that charge you up. Songs that build you up. Songs that build your relationship with God up. That sings about God's faithfulness. You're not singing it just like a, a, a normal canal song. This is worship. This is, this is victory songs. These are songs that build your spirit, man. Singing to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Look at what it says. Making melody in your heart to what? To the Lord. This is how you build intimacy with God. Your own party. And you see, when you're singing to God, the key doesn't matter. You don't have to be on the right key. You are not MK. Or GD or all these people. Leave other people. You are not blessing. Sing your own key. God knows your key. I get what I'm saying? Because I had one of my actual pastors, when he sings here, you don't even know the song he's singing. You wonder which song with (laughs) this. He will sing it so off-key. I've never heard such off-key before. I've never heard that kind of off-key before. This is the worst off-key possible. And he sings it every day and God accepts it. Thank God I'm not God. He accepts it. God is ready to hear anything as long as it's worship. Sing it. You don't have to know all the words. If you're sanguine, you never know all the words. Sanguines don't know all the words. It's only melancholies that sing people's song as if it's their own song. Melancholies know all the words and they don't start lipping on top of somebody's song. <laughs> <laughs> sanguine, I mean melancholies know all the, all the words. Sanguines don't know all the song. We just know the chorus. After the chorus, just put it, he said, making melody. So at some point you it hey, you do put make melody. It's part of it. It's there. Make melody in your heart so you don't know the word. Just add pepper and salt. Till you get to the chorus that you know and just say, hey, hey thank you. Sing that one. Glory to God. What is it? Keep that worship going. Keep that flow going. Hallelujah. And your, your prayer life will keep rising like that. Before you know it, you get to the stage where you are no more praying because you have to. You are praying because you want to. You want to. You, you even miss God's presence. You miss His company. You, you look forward to it. you no more, it's no more a disturbance. What the mistake many people make is that they allow their feelings to dictate to them. Look, your feelings are like your slave. They will obey. They will change their mind. Don't, don't, don't follow them. At the beginning, you start anything. It, the your feelings will give you problems. problem that, ah, oh, we can't be waking up early oh. to pray. Ah, to get to a time, it's your feelings that will be waking you. That let's pray, let's pray. We've not prayed. Hurry you know. So your, your feelings are subject to you. Don't, 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 be deceived by the first few times where it will be a struggle. Anything can be like that. When you want to start exercising, same thing. Your feelings tell you, we can't do this exercise. I can't wake up. and jogging. You know, but by the time you do it and do it and do it, after a while, your feelings will be so excited to do it. You can't trust it. It follows you. You don't follow it. Are you here, somebody? Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. How many winners are in the house this morning? Glory. Lift your hand wherever you are. Let's give God thanks. Lord, we just thank you. Thank you because we are winning. We are winning. We are born of you. We are born of you. We are born of you. Thank you, Father. We are winners. We are born of a winning God. Defeat. It's not in our DNA we are born of a winning God and we will brag on that God you will see us through in this economy we will thrive. you will deliver us from the hand of the fowler from the hand of our enemies you will provide for us you will come through for us For every hungry heart. For every tired person. For every weary person. You will give strength. Nothing will be missing. Nothing will be broken. You will supply whatever is needed. You are the supplier. You are the provider. You are the healer. You are the healer. You are the healer. You are the healer. I speak the healing power of Jesus. To any sick person here today. Oh, clarity, direction. Someone is confused. Doesn't know what to do. I ask for divine wisdom. You will know what God will have you to do. There will be clarity. You will know your God. And you will do exploits. Exploits is unusual results. Under the present circumstances. Mahanede tabalakada. Nigeria is too small to sink Nigeria's economy is too small to sink God will make a way. God will make a way. The people that are standing and blocking your way, God is removing them. God is removing them. God is keeping them busy that they will see you. He's keeping them busy that they will remember you. He will protect you. He will keep you oh Mahanda! now to the end of the year you and your family are divinely protected no evil shall come near your dwelling i decree you will not be caught in an accident i decree you will not be caught by kidnappers i decree you will not be attacked by robbers now to the end of the year you are divinely covered you are included in every good thing you are excluded from every bad thing in the name of jesus God will crown your year with goodness. The year will end well for you. The year will end well for you. The things you have been waiting for. The things you have applied for. Proposals you have sent. Applications you have sent. People you have spoken to. I decree there will be a favorable response in the name of Jesus. They will answer you favorably. They will remember you. They will recommend you in the name of Jesus. They will recognize you in Jesus mighty name. We have prayed. Come on, somebody give the Lord a big hand. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Please take your seat. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080 080- Seven 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 one four four one one, or 80 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org David's Christian Center Home of Victorious People